0: Marcus
1: Sahaba, the, the voice of, of Ahlul Sunnah and Jama'ah. <laughs> Nika'aq <laughs> Dei Dukhe Dil Ka Marham, Nika'aq Dei Dukhe Dil Ka Marham, Yeh Farma Gaye, Hai Rasul Mokarram, Ye Farma Gaye, Hai Rasul Mokarram, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, esteemed listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to the bliss of marriage. You can send in your queries to the number 084 786 3132. If in a foreign country, the number is plus plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two we welcome our, our esteemed mufti sahab and there is mufti abdul qadir hussain sahab assalamu
0: alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallahu feekum muzaid khan jazakallahu khairan mufti sahab the first
1: question we have here is a person says i am a non muslim and i cannot understand islam's reasoning that your prophet says we women are created from a crooked bone
0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصوالي على رسوله الكريم أما All praise due to Almighty Allah To sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa صلى الله عليه وسلم whenever a person wants to discuss anything then we should always go and refer to the noble quran so go there to chapter forty-nine and verse number thirteen Chapter 49, Surah Hujurat, verse number 13. Ya Ayu nas O Yuman Dagayn, inna khalaqnaakum min zakariu wa that we created you from one male and one female, Adam and Eve, Nabi Adam alayhi salam, and Sayyida Hawwa radiyallahu ta'ala anha, وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ wa And then we made you into various nations and tribes, لِتَعَارَفُوا So that you recognize one another. Therefore, from the start we must know, we as Muslims, we do not accept and believe the Darwin theory or anybody else's theory that our forefathers were chimpanzees and so forth so if, it, if you adhere to that then that is really surprising that people today want to say that our great-great-grandfathers were chimpanzees and monkeys and so forth so islam rejects all that so that's one issue Second issue, who did all Mithyallah create first? All Mithyallah created the entire universe in six days. From Saturday right up to Thursday, all Mithyalla created this universe. And thereafter, on a Friday, all Mithyalla created Adam. Peace be upon him. Nabi Adam, alayhi salatu wasalam. He was in paradise, he was in Jannah, but he is alone, so he is lonely also. So he begs Almighty Allah, Jalla wala Ya Allah, I need company, I need a spouse, I need someone. So Almighty Allah creates his wife for him. So Almighty Allah speaks of this in chapter 7, in Surah A'raf, in verse number 189. So chapter 7, verse 189, min خَلَقَكُمْ Min Wahida He all met jalla wala created you, human being, Min نفسي Wahida from one soul, from one person, that is Adam. Thereafter, now nah, alone, no wife, no life. Wajala minha now if you know Arabic, then you will know that he all met created from that one soul. Minaha, the ha refers to nafsim wahida, from the one soul, from that pronoun, that means that all Matthew Allah created his wife, his spouse from him. So remember from the Rub, and the Bible also makes mention of this. So why did all Matthew Allah Jalla do that? Allah mentions himself, liyaskuna ilayha, so that he gets sukun, peace, tranquility, serenity. So it's not every human being in that. It is. Every human being, husband, wife, meet, and then the wife conceives, and then remember that the child, the baby, is born, baby boy, baby girl, and born from the semen and the sperm, and that also is enshrined in the Noble Quran. فَلْيَنْ ذُرِ in مِنْ khuliqa in dafiq all my created you from that semen and the sperm that's for that comes out and it speeds out and so forth and you know so all my speaks of all this in chapter number 86 right in the beginning and that is verse number 4 and 5 6 so therefore we should understand that that is to tell human being that our mother Sayyida Hawwa. She was created, Mindvila, that from the rub of Nabi Adam, a.s. and if you see women today also, you will see. i just give you three easy examples, until today nobody can answer this. How come America, 240, 250 years democracy, as they tell the world, but not once did they have a female president? So Why? So you say you have equality of the genders and so forth, equal opportunities. In 2016, Hillary Clinton thought definitely that she will be the winner, but she lost to Trump. You see, Israel, the rogue apartheid terrorist regime, that they never ever had a female president. They had female prime minister, Golda Meir, but no president. So why they don't have? So people themselves, even in this day and this age, they will have much more conviction, Muslim and non-Muslim, in a male leading them compared to a female. You take tennis. They got now Australian Open and French Open and Wimbledon and thus a lot of stories. So the best of five sets they play for the men. And the women play the best of three. So why the women don't play best of five? So where's the equality there and so forth and so on? So it shows that you yourself don't practice on it and so forth. So when Islam said al-mar'ah to so remember if you take male and female, physically also, the man is much stronger than the woman. Second one, you must remember, even in our thinking capacity and so forth, then the man will know what to do much more than a woman because women become very, very emotional. Remember that. So therefore Therefore Islam teaches us teaches us that the leadership must be with the men. Rijali Daraja. We believe in a patriarchic so society. That is the man will be the captain. Rijali Daraja. So that is why all Allah is teaching us all these type of things. Now in today's world you say no, everybody is equal. So what good you did? So you see more and more haram children coming into this world because the woman feels everything, she's independent. Financially, she's independent. In decision-making, she's independent. You take South Africa. It's not our survey. It's a government and the people survey. They say that 60% of the children born in South Africa are now without. They don't even know who the father is. So all this comes about when you destroy that family structure.
1: A female says, Mufti sahab, I want to understand this. Why do you people say women must not work? But Nabi sallallahu Alaihi was wife Khadija radiallahu anha was a businesswoman. So
0: business women like you run around everywhere. Go to the shop, go to the mall, go to the bazaar. Is that what you think it is? All Almighty Allah Jalla teaches us in chapter 33, verse 33, You, the wives of Nabi, the first people to whom this verse refers to are the honorable wives of Nabi. So you must remember, you must stay glued to your houses. You don't come out of your house unless there's a need necessity. So that is what Islam teaches us. Take these four or five examples. When Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha got married to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu An, he Habibuna sallallahu told her, Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha, everything in the house, you, the, you in charge. You the minister of home affairs. You Sayyidina Ali, my beloved son-in-law, you the minister of foreign affairs. Everything outside, you're responsible. So that is what Islam is teaching. Next one. When the daughter, the baby girl is born, so who is responsible for her expenses? From the time she's born and before that also, the medical expenses, all that, the father is responsible till the day she gets married, 18, 20, 22, 25, 30 years old. The father is responsible, she don't have to go and work. When she gets married, then who is responsible? The husband is responsible right till her death. So from the womb to the tomb, from the cradle to the grave, you must remember she is receiving, receiving, receiving. She does not have to spend on her husband. She does not have to spend on her children. If she does so, that is just being goodness of her heart and being generous. But it's not mandatory compulsory upon her. So we need to understand Islamic Islam holistically but the boy at the age of 15, 16, finished. He must start working. He must stand on his own feet, everything. And whatever the father does for him after that is not compulsory. I went well after that too, overseas. I spent almost seven years there. My father was paying for me. So remember this, the he made Tabarru, Ehsan. He just did me a favor for which we can never, ever forget. And therefore, we make dua for them daily so that is what islam is teaching next one you must remember one day mustafa sallallahu alaihi wa told sahida fatima radiallahu anha when she was outside that what are you doing here outside she said ya rasulallah sallallahu alaihi wa that i went to offer condolences and sympathize with the family day somebody passed away he Habeebun Nasallillahum his ladli, his beloved Sahibzadi, his beloved daughter, "Did you go to the graveyard also?" She said, "La la la, no no, ya abati, oh beloved father, no." He Rahmatulil Alamin sallallahu telling informing his daughter. Who's his daughter? Authentic Hadith in Tirmidhi. Fatima to Sayyidah to Nisai Ahlul Jannah. Fatima anha, is the leader of the women in Jannah. So if you went, hypothetically, for argument's sake, if you went to the graveyard, then you should not enter Jannah. Who's telling who? Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa is telling his beloved daughter Sayyidah Fatima radiyallahu anha. If you want, go open Sunan Nasai under the chapter of Ziyaratul Qubur, visiting the graveyard and all that, you will find it there. So therefore, today's Muslim, their name is Muslim, but their thought process and thinking is just like the non-Muslim, majority Muslim, male and female. Whether it's Tom, Dick, and Harry or Tom, Dick, and Mary, we want to imitate them. So therefore, we must understand this here. Islam does not allow women to go and work. And where is it proven that Sayyidah Khadija used to go and work? And then show me that. She was a business lady and she used to have what we call wukala, agents. They used to go everywhere and do the work and so forth, so that you can do today also. You sit in your house, and then you have your business running from your house, and you have everywhere agents selling your things. So that is permissible. But if you're using Sayyidah Khadija as a proof that she used to go here and there, then that's an insult to Sayyidah Khadija, to the wife of Nabi, you can lose your iman if you talk nonsense like that. So you must remember that people, People, they always got a hidden agenda. Therefore, I'm showing you something. It's a very, very big proof how people go astray. Read the Quran Sharif. Through this Quran Sharif, many, many people go astray. And through this Quran Sharif, many, many people receive hidayat. Now, if you look at that statement superficially, then it seems paradox, you know, a paradoxical statement that it seems to be contradictory and laughable. One side, Allah is saying, "Yudillu bihi kathira." Through this Qur'an Sharif, many people go astray. Through this Qur'an Sharif, bi kathira. Many people get guidance. Go open chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 26. So there is no contradiction. Nothing is paradoxical about it. Why? When a person is sincere, then... He will study the Quran, learn the Quran, and then suppress his desires, and he will give revelation, preference over the reason, and then he gets his diet. But people take their idea, their concept, and they give that primary position. And then they look for Quranic verses and so forth. Now they want to make the Quran or the Sunnah Mubarakah teaching, preaching of Nabi Alayhi Salaam. And they want to fit it in into their own ideas, their own theories, their own concept and all that. So those are the people who go astray. When we were studying in Pakistan, one person said, we must have Islamic socialism. So they asked him, from where you got this? He said, from Quran. He said, where in the Quran is it? He said, well, that they ask you, ya Allah, وسلم, how much must you spend? He said, Qulil af. spend everything extra. So keep little, but for you, everything else give to the government. You see, because people's minds are warped already, are upset. Down. So, their own ideas, their own theory, their own concept, they want to give that primary position. Quran, Sunnah Mubarakah, which is Wahi revelation, they want to now give it secondary position. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. Then fine tune it according to their worm strength. Those people 100% go to Jahannam. Quran says, says that. وَمَا يُدِلُّ بِهِ إِلَّا That such are the, if people that they go astray are the fasiqeen and the transgressors. And the verse after that speaks about them. That they are the losers. Chapter 2, verses 26, 27. So people who bring this argument say that Khadija anna, used to work for us. We can work. is Nonsense! You must remember that that in Islam you must take what the Quran Sharif says, what the Sunnah taught us, and say the Khadija never ever went to go work outside. She had appointed agents who were working on her behalf. Mufid, if a woman aborts a baby, a
1: female asks, if a woman aborts a baby, is that not part of the dir also?
0: If you see a hole and then in that hole you go and fall inside and then you say that it's taqdeer. So which person in his right mind will say taqdeer? What <inaudible> taqdeer? Allah جل جلاله gave us tadbir. Tadbir means we must use our brains also. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala teaches us in the Noble Quran. If you read Surah Mulk, you will find, وَقَالُوا لَوْ كُنْ nasmau أَوْ نَعْقِلُوا That they, the people of Jahannam, will say that if we, you who had listened to Wahi, if we heard the wahi, the revelation, the Qur'an Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah, or we used our brains, we use our intelligence, we use our intellect, then we should not be in the companions of the fire. So Surah 67, Surah Mulk, Surah Tabarak al and verse number 10 so remember first is revelation the green the robot the traffic light then is orange our aql so when there is conflict between revelation and reason so then you must give preference to revelation when there is conflict between orange and the red between our reasoning our intelligence and our intellect and our one's fancies and desires so that is then you must give preference to your intelligence a person the lady goes and commits suicide or the man commits suicide or she does abortion now you are to blame Allah so remember that such people 100% must go to Jahannam that's exactly what the Kuffar will do they will say that if we not to blame ya Allah why you didn't give us a diet. If you gave us a diet, Then we should be In Jannah But Allah gave you Everything And now you want To apportion the blame To all Maitya Allah Jalla wala So go see Everything you ask We find in the Quran Sharif In the Sunnah Mubarakah When all Maitya Allah Jalla wala Speaks of that What does he say He says The same human being Tomorrow On day of Qiyamah He will say That you know what we did, that we just followed our forefathers. Inna kunna that we were unmindful of this. Yallah. we didn't know. They look for excuses and so forth. Oh, another reason they will give you must remember is this: that they will say the people that they will say. You see, All might tell Allah, what happened? Oh, taqul. or they will say the human being. Lo, anna Allah hadani. If Allah would have guided us, la then I should be for the pious people. But Allah guided you, but you kept your glass upside down. The tap was open all the time, but you kept your heart, your tap, your glass, and everything upside down. Your heart, you closed it. Now you want to blame Allah. So chapter 39 and verse number 56, 57, 58. So all that you will find, the excuses people will give. See, I give you an easy example. Someone came to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and asked him, Oh, Sayyidina Ali, Amirul al-Mu'minin, radiyallahu An, give me the explanation of takdir, of destiny, of fate, F-A-T-E. He was standing, that person. said, the Ali told him, pick up your one leg. He picked it up. He said, now immediately pick up your other leg, so both legs must be in the air. He said, obviously I can't do that. So he said, that is takdir allah gave us freedom of choice to a certain point and thereafter remember we don't have that choice so now when that lady committed that act of abortion which is murder and remember homicide in islam therefore that baby that fetus that infanticide is haram infanticide is haram Fiticide, when the baby is still in the home of the mother. Infanticide, after the mother gave birth. Both are absolutely haram. And when she commits in murder, she kills. And she goes for abortion, or they kill the child. So, wa إِذَا Why did I, why was I killed? What crime did I commit? So Islam is calling it murder and so forth. Now you say, no, Allah is to blame because Allah Ta'ala told me, no, that you had your freedom of choice. And therefore your example is a person goes and rob a bank. He said, no, Allah, he told me like this you see how foolish the argument is person goes and commits fornication adultery say no allah said i must do that so remember that the people who think like this they go out of the fall of islam and remember you insulting all material law and you are insulting human beings own intelligence as well Mufti Saab, man says that, Mufti Saab just said earlier that
1: a boy must start working at the age of 15 years, but let's face it, there's no job with no degree,
0: and the age people get degrees is only after 21 minimum. I can show you thousands and millions of people you must remember who got degrees and they got no job. You must remember that. And that's a Western concept. There's the trouble with today's Muslims. So you must remember that. That their thought process is exactly the same, just like the Kufar. So you must remember that in my cousins they are running multi million operations. They never even saw high school, leave university and college and all. They passed in the fourth and at fifth and at, at sixth and this type of things that time high school used to start then at 7 and so forth so brothers all this is remember haram thoughts to think like that that degrees are not worth the paper on which they are written let me be honest with you your matrix certificate is not worth the paper on which it is written your B.A.M.A. all that is not worth the paper on what it is we believe everything happens with the decree of Almighty Allah not our degrees you take South Africa, 50 million people, 55 million people, whatever you want to say. So how many million got degrees, but they can't even find a job. So where, where is your reasoning then? So you must remember that I did not say that that person must go and work. I said that that person must learn how to stand on his own feet. So if he wants, his parents can help him, but it's not compulsory upon them. But if they say, no, you must go and work, you must go and work. So that is what Islam says. You can't be a parasite all your life. You must remember these type of things. According to your terminology, I'm asking you, the molanas, what degree they got? I'm asking you. You will say no degree. But show me one molvi who is out of job. Show me one. That's different thing, he doesn't want the job. But otherwise you must remember that anywhere in the world you go, you will find the Molanas employed. But you will find people with degrees, they're not employed so many of them. So that whole rational thinking is rejected totally in Islam. You must remember that. In Islam, I give you one example. If you go to Paraguay, you know I've been to these places, Paraguay, Uruguay. You know what time they go to their shop, these people? Four o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock they there. Before Fajr, after Fajr, they're there, and so forth. Everyone a millionaire. Uh, and what's, what degree they got? Not one degree they got, you must, They're all from Bangladesh and yeah and day and all. So I asked them that you'll know what you're doing. They said, 100%. I said, they said, bought market I said by that is Hadith of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Hadith in Tirmidhi, Allahumma barik lana fi bukuriha, ya Allah give this ummah barakah in the early, early part of the morning. You will see yourself if you send me a WhatsApp or you send me an email or what. Ninety eighty percent of the time, you will find the answers coming to you in the early part of the morning. Why? You can do much more at that time. Therefore, to sleep after fajr and that ulama have it is makru. We must be active, you must be remembered this and rather sleep in the afternoon half an hour, one hour, whatever. So that is what they are. So these people practice on one hadith. What degree they got? Nothing. Every one millionaire almost. They put up that masjid in Paraguay themselves. I asked them, no collection, nothing. No government aid, nothing. So that is Islam. That is a fallacy and a shaitaniate in Islam to think that I can only get rich with a degree and all these type of things. I am telling you that your degrees are not worth the paper on which they are written. That is what Islam teaches us.
1: Inshallah, we've we will go for the break now and continue after the break. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, empowering the Ummah. You are
0: listening to Marcus <laughs> Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah
1: esteemed listeners of Siria sfm and Marka sahaba the voice of ahlu sunnah al Jamaa, we return back to this program mufti sahab the next question a female says i lost my daughter in infancy i've heard that
0: she will be waiting for me at the gates of jannah is this true yeah, there are two three different scenarios scenario number one is this that you are expecting and then you know you have what you call a miscarriage so that in Islam, we call that fetus siqtun, seen, sin ta. So then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that even if the parents are destined to go to Jahannam, but they passed away with Iman Islam, so the child will say, Ya Allah, Allah Taala once she was a member Bahana an excuse, so that the child will be like the big advocate and senior counsel. He says, Allah, me, I'm not great Jannah and allah knows everything allah's knowledge is all-embracing all-encompassing so almighty allah say, why you don't want to go to jannah He say what i'm to do They are want my parents so allah says go and take your parents with you they there on the threshold of jahannam or inside jahannam you take them out from there So that is when it is a miscarriage. Second one, if the children pass away in their infancy, that before they get balik, one, two, three, four, five, six years old, so they will go to Jannah whether their name is Tom, Dick, and Harry, or Tom, Dick, and Mary, or Ahmed, Muhammad, Fatima, Zainab, Aisha, whatever. So inshallah, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, they go to Jannah. So then again, the same law also will apply, that they will say, Ya Allah, I want my parents. So through the grace and mercy, you see, Mustafa, alaihi wasallam, for that gave another example. He said that you, O oh, mal- Malakul Maut, could you go with your entourage? And that child there, you take the gift death there. The child was two, three, four years old. So when they went they take to the child, the word in the Hadith for In English you translate, they gave death. The angel of death came and gave death to the child who was the apple of the eye, the favorite child, the most handsome son, the most beautiful daughter and the parents who dote upon her or him and they really loved them. So, now the big test for the parents. Allah's knowledge, all embracing, all encompassing. So Allah Taala asked the angels, "Now what you did?" He said, "We took." Say, "What did he, the parents, say when you took their flower? You took the apple of their eye." They said, "For starja. They made Inna lillahi wa Inna They recited, and they made sabr. So Allah Jalla Wa Allah says, "Go and tell." Now the angels there, they must build a big palace and name it Beitul Hamd that this banda, this bandi, the slave Amatullah Abdullah, that the parents, even at the time of calamity and sadness, they still praise me. They said, inna lillahi wa inna il-raji'oon. And they said, alhamdulillah, so so forth. We accept the decree of Almighty Allah. So then you build that palace of praise for them. So once the child goes there, then the parents come with. Everything will be there. So therefore, sister, that is a big test. Every time you just take the name of your son or daughter who passed away, your tears are rolling down. That is but normal and natural. Islam is a natural way of life. But remember, as Muslims, give glad tidings to those people who exercise patience and endurance. They don't complain to people when the calamity strikes them then what do they say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun verily we belong to almighty allah and unto almighty allah is the return when they do, this? Quran says, alayhim salawatu That for such people are the blessings from Allah, the special mercy from Allah to envelope them, and they are the rightly guided people. Al-muhtadun. Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 155, 156, 157. So that is what is meant there, my brother, my sister.
1: Muftisap, a concerned mother says, I saw marks on my son's face. My grandchildren says that their mother, which is, my, which is my daughter-in-law, is beating up their father, my son. My son says he cannot react because she is a female. Is he supposed to just sit still and accept this abuse because the Muftis says the husband must not lift their hands? Remember,
0: yeah, there are three, four different issues. Issue number one, did you see the marks on your son? meaning the husband of your daughter-in-law. Did you see the marks on your grandson who's a boy and is 2, 3, 4, 5 years old? So, if there's a marriage situation, let's break it up and use it as a case study. So your son, 20, 25, 30 years old, is married. How long? 2 years, 4 years, 8 years? Now, suddenly you as a mother saw marks on his body. He's in his 20s, for example. And now when you asked him, then he said no, that his wife gave him a hiding or scratched him or whatever. So why you didn't ask the second question? That is not normal for a wife, for a lady to go and scratch him and hit him and all these type of things. You should have asked this question, what led to it? What was the cause of it? Did you go and do something funny? Were you busy with other women on the chat line? Were you watching the pawn? Did you hit her? Did you do something? So then she went and she gave you one, two shots or whatever. So you must remember this. Sometimes that marks can be because husband, wife, you must remember the intimate and so forth. The one thing goes to another and then they scratched and what and what. So a lot of things can happen like that, you know. So you must ask your son the full story. Our problem is if it's our daughter, if it's our son, we just accept it on face value. But if it is the daughter-in-law or son-in-law, then remember we are already negative towards them in most cases and instances because we don't even listen to the other side of the story. It is unfair. So get the whole story and go and make it one. Two is thus, if it is your grandson, that now he's two, three, four, five years old, and then the mother hit the child, or, you know, there's marks and scars or whatever on him. So obviously that you must speak to your son, the father of that boy, that what are you doing about this? How you allow your wife to hit your child like this and so forth? That is totally unacceptable. So your son must not be like a baila. You see, the problem is many men have become bailas today. Baila in our mammon means like a sissy, you know. They don't know what to do. You say, no, it's all right, finish. But they don't address and redress the issue. So you have to address this issue. If your wife scratch you, hate you, and whatever. So we have to ask, but why? It's an abnormal situation. Why it happened? Explain that to us. So then you're keeping quiet. So you say in Urdu, dal me kuch hai. you're not giving us the whole story. You're concealing something. You were guilty of something, and then she blew her gasket and so forth. That you're buzzy flirting with some woman. You're buzzy with somebody's wife, somebody's daughter. and. And then she lost it and she's not justified, but your actions are also haram. So and if it is the son, then your own, that you know, your grandson, then obviously the mother cannot eat and childhood marks and scars and all these type of things. So that is our advice. Don't just listen to one party and just start saying that, no, that the other party is wrong, but we don't even have the whole story. Therefore, they say you must verify before you amplify, you see. So you must get all sides. And I've always told you on this program, Bless of Marriage, that you'll will running this program, mashallah, for many 20 years and more. With Allah's help, Allah's mercy, Adam and Faddi Rabbi. I say it's not two sides to the story, it's three sides to the story. The husband will tell you his story, he adds some spice. Then the lady will come tell you her story, she will add her. Masala and all. so when we listen now we have to sift out the truth because people eighty ninety percent they tend to make mubalaga they tend to blow things out you understand of proportion and exaggerate whatever happened that's what happens most of the time
1: Pufftisab, a female says her husband has severed ties with her t- but till now he has only given two talaks according to her knowledge however he comes and he says that he stays with his parents at the moment and all of a sudden he claims he gave me a letter in december in which he gave me the third talaq as well
0: i did not receive any letter what happens to my Remember, sister, if your husband says that he gave you three talaks and he's a man who is sane, he's mature, meaning he's not mad, he's not insane and all these type of things. So in a case like that, you must remember that whether you received it or not, all three talaks are valid and from the time he said he wrote it or he uttered it, so you go back from that time. We are now in January, right? So he says on Christmas Day, or on Dingan's Day, sixteenth December, or twenty first December, or Boxing Day, sixteen we still call Dingan's Day. You understand old South Africa. And twenty first to Christmas Day, twenty sixth Boxing Day. So you must find out and ascertain from him which day you wrote it out. Then from that time you will work out your meant your your, your iddat and so forth. And your iddat will be Quran Karim states Well Mutalakartura bi that it is three menses, that is the Hanbali and Hanafi school so from time the talaq was given the third talaq so that is when your iddat starts if you were in menses that day so remember that menses is not counted there must be another three menses when the third menses finishes then your iddat expires the Shafi'is and Maliki say there must be three periods of cleanliness and there only that the iddat will finish so all three talaqs are valid whether you receive the note the paper or not and you are both must live totally separate lives now and you can't be living under one roof and so forth. So he's living by his father's house or mother's house, very good. You stay there in that house and all the expenses he must pay. During your iddat period, all the water, lights and food and whatever else is mandatory compulsory upon him that he must maintain you. And if there's children, then he has to maintain them for till they get you understand, married, if they are daughters, and if they are sons and that till they are 16 years old or so. And if he does more, then Alhamdulillah, all the better, Allah will reward him. Mufti Sap, she says, but I love him a
1: lot and I want him back no matter what. Please make dua for us, Mufti Up, One Mufti from our area offered to do something.
0: Yeah, the Mufti who offered to do something is not Mufti, it's muftiya. You must tell him I said so. You'll understand. Allama Iqbal wrote that Pellet Mufti Masail ke batane waale, will mufti masail ke batane wale ab bhi hai mufti muft wale so you must remember that so then some of these muftis even i know few of them that they will tell you, okay, your husband gave you three talaq and the three talaq is valid according to Shafi's, Malik's, Hanafi's, Ambali's. So after eat that, then you must get married and you must sleep then and you know, I'm ready so that. So he will do bang, wham, mam business and this and after one week, after three days, he will give you talaq and so forth. So he forgot to tell you the hadith, selective amnesia. So he forgot to tell you what Habib Nas said. The hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi. لَأَنَ اللَّهُ Wal Lahu. Allah Ta'ala's curse is on the first husband who divorced you and the second person who got married to you that husband that so-called husband whether the mufti or whatever because you say is a mufti he'll do something there's something they call it halala. So if you do that sister remember then all parties involved are cursed according to authentic Hadith. You cursed, your first husband is cursed, he's cursed all, and you're not halal for your first husband. So that is the fatwa you must remember, you're not halal for your first husband. That is the fatwa of Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, and Sahi Bain, Imam Abu Yusuf and Imam Muhammad If you start allowing these kind of things here, then you'll do just like the Kuffar Shias, the the Kufar, Shias, Khomeini, Allah, Allah's curse be on him. They're not Muslim, these people. I have his kitab, which they gave me. The Shias gave me in, from Iran. They gave me. So you must remember in day he wrote Khomeini, you can make one hour muta prostitution. So you want to become like that. So remember, all haram, all these things there. Therefore, they're not Mufti's people who do these kind of things. He says, no, I'm ready to make your nikah and I'll sleep with you. So what you call him? So you call him Mufatiya, What else you call him? So you stay far, far away from such people. Mufti
1: person says, Is it compulsory for the first wife to look after the second wife's kids if the
0: father is too old to care for them? Remember, it is not your responsibility any time in life. If your husband got married, you must remember to the first wife, they were loving happily. They had children or never had children. Then they got, he got married to second wife. Now that second wife, she came, maybe she's virgin. Maybe she came with some, you know, children of her own. Her first husband, the lady's first husband, passed away. or he divorced her and so forth. So you don't have to look anything after those children there. You got nothing to do with them and they got nothing to do with you now you must remember she falls ill the second wife or the father that is the biological father falls ill you must remember of those children or this husband yea your husband took the second wife, and now you must remember that she got her children, so your husband and her husband, he falls ill. So does the responsibility get transferred to you, the first wife? No, it doesn't get responsible. If you do anything for her, that is, the second wife, your co-wife, that is, you know, both of you are married to the same person, or you do something for her children, you're just doing a favor. But nobody, nobody in the world can impose anything Anything upon you, you don't have to spend a cent. Also, and there'll be no sin upon you. So remember, don't let people put you through emotional blackmail. No, now nah, it's your responsibility. And what's your responsibility? You didn't get married to her. It's not your children. It's not your responsibility. So yes, if you do ihsan, you do a favor. That's the different thing. Allah will reward you, but it's not compulsory upon you. Mufti what is the meaning of a simple wedding of female Simple last? wedding is mentioned in Mishkat Sharif. And SubhanAllah, you're asking about that. Whilst I was coming down and just when I was just preparing for this program, you know, we did Salat and then we come down, Mashallah. So to thank Almighty Allah for all His recurring bounties and favors. So that thought just flashed through my mind. I thought of my nikah, you know, so these type of things here. Yeah. And then the thought went away and the Hadith comes, so Baraka. See the words Inna Verily, surely, definitely a'daman nikah. The most majestic, the best of the best nikah Barakah, as far as blessings barakat go. What is the definition of barakah? al ashyaul qalila. You have limited, limited resources, very little. Wal-manafi'ul-kathira. So you have so much benefit. Inna a'adhaman nikahi barakah. mauna Where the least expenditure is incurred. Now just draw a comparison today. This weekend my daughter, your daughter, your son, my son example getting married. Now what we have to do? Now we have to put Parda on the chase. We have to put Parda on the ceiling. The woman not gonna <laughs> wear Parda ninety percent, eighty percent. They gonna come dressed to kill and all that dress to impress. You know how they say. What they say? Dress to impress so there. But the chairs must have parda and the the ceiling must have parda. Then the tables all laid out, the decor alone, the flowers and what and what. All that hundred thousand, half a million, quarter million, one million. I know of people who spend so much on all this before the chow can come, before the meals can be served, just the decorations and the decor is already half million, one million gone. So all that haram business, all that. Why they do that? Just to impress people, you see, that you must remember my son's daughter. We got married, there was no table, first of all. The men, we all ate on the floor. My uh, brothers and cousins and the family who came, I could still picture it vividly. They came with their three-piece suit and what, and what, and what. It was so difficult for them. It was not normal that time. You must remember this we're speaking with Allah's help nineteen seventy nine. So it was not something customary that time. There you just tell fifty men, hundred men, there's the place my father in the said everybody sit here. So I just looked and I smiled you see and they see gold ball this this they just ate it away. Because they were not comfortable. But you don't have to worry about people. We have to concern what the Quran Sharif says. If you love Almighty Allah, in kuntum Allah. Follow me immaculately. Me, Nabi Then you You become the beloved of Allah. People like don't like you. Don't worry. We all are sinners. We don't know who can say today is not a sinner. Everyone living today who is sane and mature, we all are sinners. So when you make tiba and imitate immaculately Nabi alayhi salatu salam, then Allah will forgive you your sins. So that is what is meant. The problem today with us from A to Z. When there's a nikah in our family, everything is done just to impress people. Then they will have the big menu there. First course will be the soup, second course will be this, the third course will be this, fourth course this. So you look at the variety, you must remember, there's eight, nine course, and the last course will be intercourse, you see. So you must, husband, wife, so you must remember these type of things here. So for what is all that? Who can eat all that, I'm asking you. It's just to show off. Remember. man Allah Then whoever does things to impress people, show off to people, then all Almighty Allah disgraces you in front of the people. Hadith, Asahi, authentic Hadith in Muslim. But ask me. I mean, that much experience, we also got with Allah's help. How many nikahs we saw? How much karja? How much expenses? Two million, three million, four million. Three months passed, six months passed, not one year, the girl is back home. Say, bye, what happened? He said, no, now not compatible. That guy got so many girlfriends. One guy, I asked him, why your daughter is back? He said, no, he got white girlfriend, you see. So I asked him, bye, that why you had to have all this five-star function in the hotel and all. We make a mistake, man, you see, but when we told you, you said, no, we won't listen to you. You don't listen to me. We can only Wama Alena Balahul Mubin. We can only convey the message. Today the Muslim considers it unfashionable to perform the Nikah in the masjid, must be in the civic centre, must be in a five star hotel, must be in the international conference centre in here and there. For what? did not Nabi Alayhi salam say aalinun nika announce the nikah waj'aluhu fil performed the nikah in the masjid hadith in Tirmid. but we say no we will do it our style so that's where all the musibat comes then you see wama asabakum musibatin fabima kasabat calamity is before us because of our own deeds our own actions barakallahu fiq. salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi
1: wa barakatuh we say جزاك الله to Muftisap and to our listeners of Sirius FM, Marqus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaa. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Marqus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaa.